Attention, an emergency has been reported. Please proceed to the stairwell nearest you. Do not use the elevators. This is the Five Point Play Podcast, the Die Hard Duke Basketball Fans Podcast, and an EPC Emergency Variety Podcast. Paolo Banchero. I will be completely honest. I know AC did not expect this. I certainly didn't expect it. But we just got arguably the best player in the class uh, to pair with AJ. Yeah. I still think we're getting Baldwin. I still think we're getting Keels. Mm-hmm. I am I am through the moon, through the roof. I don't even know where the ceiling is anymore. <laughs> I am just jacked up. Everybody in 2020 needed something to get jacked up, and Duke fans have theirs. They have yeah. theirs in the form of a absolute stunning recruitment victory for your main man, John Shire, mm-hmm. over the hometown Huskies, over the Kennedy Chandler in Tennessee, over the greatest recruiter of all time in John Calcari. But here we are, AC. Talk about Banchero, man. I mean, this is absolutely monumental to get him. Before I talk about Paolo, can we talk – is it put to bed now that Shire is the best recruiter in the nation? Is that done? We've been talking about this for, I feel like, years at this point. But if anybody yeah. had any questions, if you didn't know, now you know. Right. It's, it's just that he got Tatum. He played a part in Zion. He played a part in Kerry. He played, AJ. I, mean, he, right. AJ, I mean, he's going to get more guys. He's going to get – um, Baldwin, he is just unbelievable. RJ, I mean, the RJ list goes Barry. on. He took over RJ from Cable when Cable left. Like, it just like the list goes on and on. Like, Cam, Cam Reddish, like, it just it doesn't stop. Like, Shire talks to all these. He's he's the main recruiter for this team, and everybody who he goes after hard, we get. Like, that's the bottom line. Like, if he's the lead recruiter for that guy, we're, we're not missing on him. I think the only one so far we missed on was Max Christie, and that was, I think, that's because of Trevor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I'm, I'm not – like, Shire's the best. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that, you know, once we really got full in with uh, Trevor Keels, the uh, the whole, you know, Max Christie thing took a back mm-hmm. seat. We've seen that play before, though. We've seen mm-hmm. that play before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to focus on that. Yep. Uh, I want to focus on Paolo Banchero. Talk to me about his game. This guy does it all from, the, from basically the 4 or 5 spot, right? So yep. you know, tell, tell us about the Italian stallion. If, the Italian stallion, man. He's uh, he's going to play for the Italian national team. That's who he committed to for uh, for the Olympics and for any of the uh, the FIBA basketball tournaments, man. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're going to have to get used to it. I think it's Von Caro, if I'm not if I'm not wrong. Hey, you tell, you tell us. We have time. We have time. We but, didn't expect <laughs> I haven't perfected the pronunciation. Yeah, exactly, man. We got we got to start working on that. But um. But now I'm just going to call him Paolo, man. I'm going to call him for the first name basis because it's brotherhood, man. But now this dude is – he's amazing. Like, he's, he's a two-sports two star. He played football. He's a quarterback uh, for O'Day. The, the dude is tough as nails. But when it comes – we don't care about what he does on the football, football field, obviously. We care about what he does on the basketball court. He is a – he is an amazing player who I'm, I am not – I'm excited right now. I, I, I don't think I'm overstating it when I say this, and I'm sorry if I'm heaping undue – you know, praise on the kid or whatever else, but the, the dude is a legit potential NBA all-star one day. He is someone who's going to come in from day one and be one of the stars of this team, and he scores from all three levels. He scores from 
the three-point line, mid-range, and the interior elite level. Like, it's elite level, all three spots. If anything, if any part of his game on the offensive side has to work on anything, it's it's the three-point line. Like, and that's anybody. But mid-range, he's insane from the mid-range. He has a fadeaway, a turnaround fadeaway that's just completely unstoppable at 6'10". Down low, he has the footwork of Jaleel Okafor. And again, I am not exaggerating that. Like, that is not an exaggeration. His footwork under the basket is immaculate, man. And to borrow from Jay Billis, he's spectacular. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this dude, is he's off the charts, man. Like, he any other class, any other class except maybe the class with RJ and Zion, he would have been the number one recruit. Any other class. Like, I, and that's I, last year in 2020, 2018, 2017, 16. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Like any of those classes, he's the number one recruit. Like this, he just happens to be in the best recruiting class I've ever seen. Like it's just that's how it works. Like, and he's number four in this class, potentially number one. So you know, I mean, I'm, the dude is amazing. If he has to work on any area, it's interior defense and and rebounding a little bit. Like, but he's he's an animal. Dude. He's tough. He's so tough. And if, if I have to say he has to work on something, it's it's just it's I'm just it's lip service at this point. So I think we talked about this a little bit before, um, but I think that this kind of seals the fact that we both believe that Jeremy Roach is going to come back for his sophomore yeah. year. Um, he wants to play within the lead point guard, mm-hmm. and that's Jeremy Roach. I think this is, we, we kind of assumed that that was probably the case when Kennedy Chandler went to Tennessee, committed right. there. Um, but talk about the importance of most likely having the knowledge, obviously, that the Jeremy is going to be there that made him that much more comfortable that he can come to Duke and play with an elite point guard. Yeah, his his recruitment is very similar to Matt Hurts in that he wanted and needed a point guard on the roster that was going to help him expand his game, and he got it. Like, I, I, or he's going to get it. Like Jeremy Roach, I believe, is going to be here for two, maybe three years at Duke, and I, I think this speaks to that very much. So, like, he's we're not recruiting any other point guards in this class. You know, we're we're putting our eggs in that basket. Kennedy Chandler was the only one, and Kennedy was being looked at as a backup until he exploded on the recruiting scene. So, you know, that that's where we are at the moment. And I, I don't think Paolo makes this move without knowing that there's someone who can take the pressure off of him, come up the floor, and just make what he does easier. Like, it just makes it easier for him. Like, he could go and be Michael Beasley at any other college in America – and just take over everything, but that's not the player he is. That's not what he wants to do. And his IQ is much higher than that. Like his basketball IQ is insane, and he knows what he needs to to make his game flourish. So yeah, he knows there's gonna be a point guard on roster for him. And it, chances are it's Jeremy Roach. Like highly, the chances are it's Jeremy Roach. Yeah. So speaking of Jeremy Roach, uh, he was the high school teammate. Mm-hmm. Up, up this way, and I think that we both think mm-hmm. that the next few commit, and we thought it was going to be him first. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just this just the Paolo news came out of nowhere. Right. Well, anybody that says that they knew this was coming is nope. just lying through their ass. So don't believe it. But yeah. uh, we do believe that the next few commit is coming on the pole of the sixth. Mm-hmm. Up here in Fairfax, who's that going to be? AC. I believe Trevor Keels will be our next commitment after Paolo Bancaro. I think uh, I think he commits before Baldwin, even though I think Baldwin is going to commit to Duke. I think Baldwin's having the, the, the conversation in his head between going to his dad's school and playing for his dad one more time before he goes to the pros or going to Duke. I think ultimately his dad's going to be like, look, man, <laughs> just go, go to Duke and do your thing. I think it's going to help his dad out to, for him to, to 
you know, expand this, this recruitment and make it go as far as it can possibly go. It'll give his dad some publicity and everything else. You know, you uh, dumb Milwaukee, it'll give them a little bit of pub for a little bit. And then ultimately I think he goes to do it. But in the meantime, in the interim, I think Trevor Keels is going to commit, uh, you know, just talking with some people we know up here, especially associated with Paul the six. I think that that is a pipeline that is coming. I think there are, so there's some other guys, I'm not going to mention them now, but there's some other guys coming through um, politics program that I think we're going to see become Duke uh, recruits at the very least, if not more uh, in the future. But uh, Trevor Keels in the most immediate future, Trevor Keels is next. I, I completely agree. So let's talk just hypotheticals here. We both believe that uh, Jeremy Roach is going to stick around. We know mm-hmm. we have A.J. Griffin already. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we have Paolo. I just can't believe I'm saying this. Now we have Paolo and Banchero. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'll work on it. <laughs> um, I I think that we're going to get Baldwin. I, I think that, that, yeah. that I, I've said this for months now. I think that that's going to be the guy we get. Um, I still think that whether we play or not, I think Wendell Moore comes back for his junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that you know he's really embraced a, a leadership role already. If you guys have been following that at all, um, I think that having him in a lineup with Roach. <laughs> Griffin, Banchero, and Baldwin, like just, I mean, look, I I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, what I love about this is that we would have a veteran, you know, quote unquote veteran backcourt, front court behind them Mm -hmm. in Mark Williams. So I think he's a great role player. And uh, and, and, uh, Coleman, who would be a beast coming off the bench. And I'm talking about a literal beast. The guy is just a man child. Um, he's the perfect energy guy that, that is a bruiser that can come in and really make life miserable for the guys that may already be, you know, winded a little bit. So I love that four. And then, you know, the question is who is still on the roster? Is DJ still there? Do we have Keels? I think we do. Uh, Caleb Houston, do we get him? I, I still think we may. I, I don't know. Um, but the, the future looks really, really bright. Uh, for that for that twenty one twenty two season, it really no, it really does, man. If, if if there's any question mark with in terms of returnees, obviously you know DJ, what what his role look like? Is he gonna do enough to be a six three small combo guard, one and done player? It's very rare that that happens, but it does happen. So we'll see if that's if that's a possibility for him. I hope so for his sake. You know what I mean? I hope, love want the kid to make some money, but the other is is Jamin Breakfield, like. He is, you know, he, he's a low rent version of what Paolo gives you. He plays the same position, same role. So, and he's he's in a role with a lot of guys. So, is he going to want to stick it out? Because I think his best years are two and three, maybe four years down the road. Is he going to want to stick it out, or is he going to have is is he going to surprise us all and just have, if there's a season, have the type of freshman season that gets him put into the draft? I don't know. Like I don't know how that plays out. It's just we're recruiting we're recruiting a lot of fours right now threes and fours, so stretch four type guys, and, you know, where does he fit? Does, does, does Paolo play the five, and does Jamin get to play the four? I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. So, you know, this, K gets paid the big bucks to figure it out, so let him do it. Uh, I'm going to tell you something right now that uh, you can pay me no money, and I'm going to find a way to make it work with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> that's what I've always said, though. It's like, you know, when you have that debate, you know, the returners, uh, returnees, mm-hmm. you want to have more juniors and seniors, and these studs. Look, a guy like uh, Paolo, mm-hmm. this is like, you know, when Jabari Parker was coming out, Jabari Parker was the next, you know, chosen one. He was the next guy in line. Yeah. 
Uh, obviously, he's had some injuries in the NBA and hasn't panned out as well. But coming out of high school, his stock and his publicity was through the roof. Yep. To me, this reminds me a lot of like when Jabari was coming out, painting those Sports Illustrated covers, the three-part mm-hmm. series. Like, this is what – this. I mean, this is – what it reminds me of to me. And, I, I don't know how you feel about that. And he, he'd be, he would, it would remind me of that. He would be that any other year except for this year. Right. He's, he's got Pat Baldwin and Chet Holmgren and, and AJ Griffin to, to contend with, man. Like Jabari Smith Jr. Like seriously, man, this class is stupid talented. So, and then Duke's class could be insane. Like this, this could be potentially what we wanted with Zion, Cam and RJ. Yeah, I mean, like Cam obviously had some issues, you know, in terms of just shots not falling. Thing, you know, this. But I loved everything he gave us. Like it is what it is. But these three are what those guys were. It, but in my opinion, at the same stage in high school, junior year of high school, going into senior year, this three is better than that three at the time. It, again, I'm not saying NBA. I'm not you're saying you're right. NBA. You're right, though. You're absolutely yeah. right there. And and we talked about this, you know, at one point. It's because of the leap that Zion took. You know, Zion yeah. wasn't Zion coming out of high school. It's like when when Zion committed, Pam and RJ were already there. Yep. And we felt like he was just icing on the cake. Right. If we had gotten Zion the way we know him now, mm-hmm. uh, we wouldn't say icing on the cake. Right. He, right. Right. He, he's the entire meat, potatoes, dessert champagne, right. red wine, after drink, after dinner drip, you name it. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know that at the time because he wasn't that. Paolo, Jabari Parker, those guys, Jaleel Okafor even, you know, we, we knew going in that these guys were probably going to be the best player in the country. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and, and again, it, like A.J. Griffin, I would, I would still argue that he's, he's the best, but he's been injured, so he doesn't, he doesn't get the chance to prove that yet. But Pat Baldwin right now is holding that spot down. So and Chad Holmgren and some some services. So it's between those two. But Paolo is every bit as talented as those two. Like every bit. Like it's not it's not a question. It's not even a, it's not even a question. We're we're lucky, and it's 2020, and we've had a lot of uh, a lot of challenges. But I think that this is an indication, mm-hmm. at least for Duke fans, that things are starting to look up. Mm-hmm. We will have a basketball season this year. I believe it's going to start in January 1st. I have no idea how they're going to do it, but I believe we're going to have one. So we're still going to be able to see Jalen Johnson. I truly believe that. Hold me to it. But right now, Duke fans, this is absolutely <laughs> freaking huge. Oh, yeah. Enjoy this one. Celebrate it. We are just getting started. Go Duke. Go Duke.